Hey guys, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting, back with another Physiology Secrets. I just wanted to quickly jump on today um, and just talk about power-to-weight ratio and its relevance in, in running versus cycling. So I have this conversation quite a lot with, with some guys that come in, um, talking about oh, p- p- people's misconception is that the power-to-weight ratio is important on f- uh, for flat cycling, which isn't the case. Okay, so... Um, we talk about relative and absolute VO2. It's, a, it's the same with, say, power output on a bike, relative versus absolute power. So, for example, if, if, you, are, if you are racing on the flat, uh, on flat terrain on a bike, it doesn't matter what your power-to-weight ratio is. It actually doesn't matter what you weigh at all, except for talking aerody- uh, sorry, aerodynamics and surface area. But from a power output perspective um, and its correlation to speed, it doesn't matter if you weigh 50 kilos or 150 kilos, it's who can produce the most power who's going to go faster, taking out all the external variables such as aerodynamics and all that sort of stuff. Um, so don't get too caught up on power-to-weight ratio for flat time trial cycling. Look at the triathletes who do the best on the bike. They're generally the heavier category, the Clydesdales. They have a lot of power that they can push. As soon as we introduce a hill, then that's when it becomes power-to-weight ratio because now we have gravity pushing our body weight back down. We have to fight fight and overcome gravity. So look at the Tour de France hill cyclists who wins the, the mountain stages. It's the guys that are very light because they have the best power-to-weight ratio. Um, but for, for flat time trial cyclists and for triathletes who, who, who are competing on a flat course, don't get too caught up on, on power-to-weight ratio for cycling. Now, Power-to-weight ratio is important for, for running because running is a, a load-bearing sport. You have to overcome your body weight every step. That's why the marathon runners don't have any excess baggage. They don't weigh more than they need to. They're very, very lean, very, very muscular, very, very lean um, because that's advantageous for their performance because that's when we talk about that relative power output, being able to uh, produce more more power per kilo of body weight. Okay, so... Um, the reason I had this conversation is I had a I had a discussion with one of my coaching clients today, um, talking about how we can improve his run leg, and um, his engine's massive. He's got five liters. His absolute VO two max is five liters, which is pretty good. It's a pretty solid size engine. But what we're doing is we're we're actually carrying uh, seven eight ki- seven to eight kilos more than when we're or when he was at his peak um, eighteen months ago. Okay, so. Little fun fact for today: For running, the general rule is that one kilogram of unneeded mass, so fat weight, so one kilogram of fat or one kilogram of mass equates to about two to three seconds per kilometer. So if he was able to drop down seven kilos without getting any fitter, that's actually going to improve his run pace by, on average, between fourteen and twenty-one seconds per kilometer. Okay, so. The reason, the reason that's going to improve his run is because when we're talking about running, we are talking about power to weight. Okay? It's really important because we have to overcome our body weight each step. But then when we jump over to cycling, he's, he's doing very well on the bike and he sort of spoke about power to weight ratio, but it's irrelevant for flat cycling. Uphill's different and he, and he, and he recognised that, oh yeah, as soon as we get to an uphill section of a race or get to a mountain... Then he drops right off the back and everyone else goes past him because they have higher power-to-weight ratios. So I just wanted to sort of jump on and just – I've spoken about this in previous podcasts, um, just clarifying the difference between relative and absolute power output or relative and absolute VO2 max. 
if you need to overcome body weight, we look at power to weight ratio. So you're running, you're uphill cycling. If you don't need to overcome your body weight because something else is carrying it for you, then we look at absolute VO2 max. So flat cycling because the wheels are supporting your body weight. There's no gravity component. Swimming and rowing because the buoyancy of the water carries your body weight. You go to a local swimming pool and try to pick somebody up in waist deep water, it's very easy because their body weight's being being, um, supported for you. So have a look at who, who are the best swimmers. Look at the Clydesdale category for triathlon. Those guys are absolute freak swimmers and produce a whole lot of power and go very fast on the bike because that's to do with their absolute numbers. But then when they get to the run, because they're heavy, and now we're looking at power to weight ratio, they have very slow run time. So that's sort of the difference between the two. So I just want to jump on and explain that. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, Quick update on the 2000 watt challenge. I posted a, a photo in the Mets Mastermind yesterday. Uh, we're up to 1,450 watts, so up 200, what did I start at, what, 1,230, so we're up 220 watts, in about th- after sort of three, three and a half weeks, still got, to, uh, I have to double check, about six weeks to go, um, in the max strength phase now, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty strong, um, squatting 180, uh, sorry, 160 and deadlifting 160, and um, jumped on the leg press the other day and managed to squeeze out a 410, which is uh, highest I've ever done, I think previous best was 350 when I was a... Uh, keen 18 year old uh, when I went to the gym quite a bit so early signs are good Um, if I can maintain this rate of progression then we'll hit the target but I also know that that's probably unrealistic going to hit some sort of plateau in the next three to four weeks I imagine Um, but if I can hit well sorry first first mini goal if I can hit 1560 that's Mark Cavendish's highest um, publicly announced power output in terms of absolute numbers um, and then the next goal on that would be 1860, which puts me at 23 watts per kilo, which is the same watts per kilo as Cavendish um, and Chris Hoy. Chris Hoy obviously being uh, a lot heavier than the rest of us. Okay, so if we can hit one of those two goals, great if I can hit 2000, but uh, that might be a bit of a longer term goal, but we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, feeling pretty good. Going to head to the gym soon and see if we can do another, uh, another good set of heavy strength. Um, Hopefully that was useful, guys. I've got to get back to work, so I'll speak to you again soon.